Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Tea Time Tuesdays. I just want to thank you guys so much for being here and being a part of my podcast team and my listeners. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. Okay, so today's episode is a little bit of a heavy one. So I hope that you have a large cup of tea. Alright, so ready? Here we go. So, this morning, I have to be really honest with you guys. Um, As I did say, this episode is a bit of a heavy one. So, this morning, I had the worst wave of depression that I've had in a long, long time. I have to be very honest with you. Like, it's been a while. And it kind of all started when I, um, from when I woke up, right? So, I heard my alarm buzzing, and then I jumped to wake it up, to stop it, actually. And to be honest with you, I was really angry, and I had the angry thought. The first thought came to me, I was like, no, I just woke up, I just went to sleep, I just went to sleep, like I did not want to wake up. So, I think it's safe to say that I didn't even wake up in a good mood to begin with, and everything kind of spiraled downhill from there. So after getting out of bed, very, very reluctantly, I dilly-dallied about taking Chip out for his walk, as I do every morning, and instead I tried to do some journaling to try and hope and see if I could better, you know, make my mood a little bit better. Nope, that did not help. So I got dressed and I headed out to walk him. But the whole time I was still in a funk and I realized that I had, like towards the end of the walk, I realized that I had my head down for the most of the time. And I was just in such a big funk that I didn't even bother looking up, right? I didn't even bother looking up. And uh, honestly, what was going, some of the things that were going through my head were some seriously depressing thoughts. And... uh, The main one being was why? Why bother with life anymore? Like, what is the purpose of anything? Why do anything? Why try? Why care about anything? If in the end, all that's going to happen is that we are just going to wither away and die. Yeah, that was a a bit of a heavy, heavy thing weighing on my chest this morning. So, I know these are some serious thoughts and to be honest with you, the ones that, the ones, there are couples, couple of ones that um, kept bugging me was really what is the point of our existence? Like why were we created? To what end? To just battle with being happy versus depressed? Like what the hell is it all for in the end, right? So I came back upstairs and headed to the balcony to dry off chip, you know, because it has been raining for the past couple of days and... Well, it just wasn't, the place was so wet downstairs that it just wasn't even worth trying to get him to dodge the puddles, the puddles, puddles, wow, the puddles or the wet bushes, right? So after drying him off, I then plopped myself on the couch and just wallowed in my overwhelming thoughts until eventually I started to cry in silence. Like I was just sitting there and thoughts just kept coming to my head over and over and over and over again and it was really very overwhelming and I'm not entirely sure what exactly brought it on but I have an idea as to which two things it could have been. 
So the first thing is that over the past year, I have been reducing my fibromyalgia medication, which yes, it is for pain, but it is also a, um, a low dose antidepressant as well. And I've been reducing my dosage on my own now for about a year and I'm at the lowest possible dose of which I take every other night and last night being one of the nights that I did not take it. The other possible fact is that now I know they meant well I really do and I do appreciate it but the fact that I got some photos from my stepmom and my uncle last night of me and my dad who, for those of you who don't know, has gone now, has been gone for just shy of a month. I'm sorry, just shy of two weeks, two years this year, right? Just shy of a month, two years is what I was trying to say. Sorry, like next month is two years, right? And yeah, I'm really happy to have gotten those photos, especially because they were of me and my dad hugging up. And that really, really captured our relationship, right? So it really, really hit home with me. And um, I think that kind of added to the wave of sadness that was that was hitting me, you know, because I really do miss him deeply and I always will. Yes, I know it's just been two years, but really and truly for those of, who, those of you who have lost somebody, like two years is nothing. Two years is literally, literally nothing. And the thing is that my dad and I were very affectionate, right? Like I really... All the time, I could just go up to him and just randomly hug him. I remember one particular day at the office, like he just came over to my side of the office and he just like made me stand up and he just hugged me, said, I love you. And that was it. Like literally, that's the only reason why he came into my side of the office, right? So, you know, those pictures were really, really meant a lot to me. And it was, it just took me back to... And memory that I have of him where one night when he was sick and again for those of you who don't know he was a cancer patient he had stage four lung cancer I'm gonna try not to get in too much into detail because I swear to god I'm probably gonna cry um but anyhow the memory that I have of him is of one night where you know when he was really sick there were a bunch of people over at his house which normally has like a lot of people you know, and because he was sick, sick, he kind of snuck upstairs at one point in the night to go and lay down. And I saw him go. And so shortly after, I followed him up and I just jumped into bed and just snuggled next to him. And I remember particularly resting my head on his chest and just laying there, listening and memorizing his heartbeat. I'm just going to take a little second, guys. I just remember taking taking in that moment, you know, just listening to his heartbeat, just wondering, will I ever hear it again? So that's all I want to do. Like, you know, that's what I miss the most. I didn't think I was going to cry, but anyhow. Um, it's what I miss the most about our relationship, just hugging him up and just at any given time of day, any given time of where we were, 
you know, I would just push my head. It was actually a little joke I have or like a little thing that we have. Like I would just push my head underneath his arm to just kind of shoot my way into a hug. He could be talking with somebody. doesn't matter who it was. Like I would just shoot my way into a hug. And it was just something that we did, you know, and I always treasure it. And damn it, all I have are the memories of that. And this shit is hard, you know. So maybe it was a mixture of that and being off my meds you know and seeing all those photos that kind of pushed me into this wave of depression and all I could think about was what is it this life existence what is it all for you know like why should we even bother if all that's going to happen in the end is that we're just going to wither away and die and you know, that's what I saw that happened to my dad. It's what I saw that happened to my Nana because she was also a cancer patient. You know, my mom is also a cancer patient. She's a, a, a going three years in. Daddy only had nine months, you know, and it's what I'm seeing happening to my grandma, my dad's mom, who is still living. Like, I'm not going to lie, people. Old age scares a living hell out of me. You know, we just, I just see a lot of people just kind of wither away, wither down. And for what? Like, we're here on this earth and in the end, this is what happens? You know, my dad had a good life. You know, yeah, maybe not the best, but he was a good person. He was so full of life. There's one thing about Ian Gibson is that he was always ready to have a good time. Yet in the end, the radiation treatments the cancer, it just, it just sucked the life out of him, until he was gone, and in seeing those photos, just his last days just came rushing back to me, and, uh, and so I cried, and I cried some more, I cried earlier today when I was typing out what I was going to say. I'm crying again now when I'm actually recording it. You know, and let me tell you guys, like, this morning was rough. Like, it really was hard. And it's hard to lose a loved one. And let me tell you, like, a question that I've been asking, like, is it harder? Like, which is harder? You know, losing them suddenly or watching them wither away? And to be honest with you, I realize that that's not a fair question to ask. It's not a fair question to ask because, you know, whether watching them wither away when they are sick and then losing them suddenly, like, either way, it's gut-wrenching. Like, you cannot compare those two situations. You can't. So to say that this morning was a bit rough is a bit of an understatement. And like I just sat there on the couch, like in silence, battling in my head, you know, arguing, right? <clears throat> and I didn't work out like I was supposed to work out and I did not work out, right? I just sat there battling with my mind, arguing with this persona of dread that had just taken over my morning and I was begging it like please just go away just go away please and then all of a sudden this vision of like a circle of spiritual beings or like rather I guess you can picture like an AA meeting I guess that's the thing that comes to my mind because like I watch Grey's Anatomy and a lot of people are in AA meetings anyhow so I just picture a group of people and you have a leader and in my case though 
like it was spiritual beings or like different personas that represented me all of them represented me and i just pictured this miss doom and gloom somebody this persona miss doom and gloom had just plopped herself in the middle of the ring dressed in a a trench coat and all dark and gloomy and just in the middle of the ring just demanding attention and so someone just said to me you know what just make her go on just make her talk just make her get her feelings out to say what you want to say you know and i just i just said you know what i'm gonna just give her the attention that she's demanding and just let her let these feelings throw through me and you know what guys <coughs> sorry i'm just gonna sip up my tea my water yeah and you know what happened eventually miss doom and gloom she just got up and she left the center of the circle and eventually the feelings started to pass and so after i sat there on the couch for god knows i don't even know how long maybe like half an hour wallowing in my, my, my depression like i came to the conclusion picturing myself as the group leader and all right i was like look we don't know why we were created whether it be by god or whether it be by the big bang theory it just happened and we had no control over it and we don't know what will happen in the end no one does are we reincarnated to just have this vicious never-ending cycle continue or are we just you know do we just poof and disappear um you know like what happens you know no one really knows you know or does or you know the other thing that came to me was do we does this world eventually evolve and get better and better and become heaven itself you know is it is there an, a, another portal at the end of all of this where everybody who has passed like suppose death and like literally this is coming to me no like i didn't write this before like suppose death is just a way of us being like catapulted into the far future that is heaven and eventually like when everybody dies you know then earth will or the planet the universe will become heaven like it's a weird thing but you know just kind of popped into my head you know but we don't really know what's going to happen we never had control of coming into being into existence and we don't know what's going to happen but you know here's what i do know all we have control over is our minds and if we could not control how we got here and we can't control how we're going to leave we might as well make the ride make the experience pleasant so when the feelings started started to subside and i was coming to said conclusion my little flooster chipster showed up at my feet and i looked down at him and i just got up i put my took my feet off the floor off the couch and i put them on the floor and decided that you know what fuck it i'm not going to work out today and i gave myself permission in that moment for that to be okay i work out every single morning monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday from 7 a.m to round about sorry yeah 7 a.m to round about 7 45 every single morning right and i just said you know what i i had just been battling with whether or not i should exercise i was also battling with why I bother am i doing it to lose weight am i doing it to look pretty you know whatever it is like i was battling with that and i just gave myself permission in that moment that you know it's okay i just did not work out that morning 
and I just loved up on my doggo and I decided to go and take a shower, screw my workout for the day and can I be honest with you guys? I immediately felt better. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. And sometimes it's okay to just give myself permission, to give yourself permission to feel sad, to experience depression, right? Because the thing is with society, what I don't like, right? And I experienced this from many, many years ago is that we are conditioned to fight and to quote unquote, get over it or to let it go or to push past it. We're all conditioned to just do that. But sometimes the battle of doing that is so friggin' draining, right? It's so draining. And by fighting to stop and push those feelings aside in the moment, from them happening in the moment, what you end up doing is dragging them out into the rest of the day, week, month, or even years. And it I hit me, right? It hit me and I realized that what I needed this morning was patience with myself, Right? Patience and time to just let those feelings flow through. Let Miss Doom and Gloom have her seat in the center of the group circle and get her feelings out, right? Which she did. And once she did, she just went back to her little hiding corner. And I got myself up off that couch. I got myself into the shower and I decided I was going to wash my hair as well. And I felt so much better you know, to have that cool, that cool cold water. You know, and soon, little by little, everything had me happy again. Everything. Like, I just went to a complete extreme. Like, the morning was extremely cool because it, I, I had said earlier it had been raining the past couple of days. And I looked up to see that we were in the middle of full cloud coverage. Now, I live on the flat. When I used to live in Long Mountain, like, being in fog was pretty much regular anytime it rained. But being on the flat, like, it's so rare. And I got so excited, right? The fog was all around my neighborhood. As I said, it was rare to the point where I could not even see the road just outside my complex. And it literally was a couple yards out, Right? And this just somehow lifted my spirit. I think because really and truly, I like cool weather. Like, I love fall weather. Like, my ideal season is fall because it's cool. It's not too cold like winter, like crazy. And it's not hot like summer either. It's just perfect. And this just lifted my spirit. And I was so in awe of this of the cloud that was surrounding my complex and I just loved every single second of it you know I ran inside I got my journal and I started to do my journal routine now it starts to work and I just listed out a long list of things that I was grateful for right G gratitude and happiness just came pouring out of me that moment I just could not contain it right I was smiling and I was thinking of everything in my life that is so awesome you know, and then I just went out onto the balcony and I just stared out into the fog and I just enjoyed every moment and I just took in every moment of the fog and the beautiful weather to the point where honestly it was so thick. You know, like how for those of you who wear glasses, when you come out of a cold car and your car, your glasses just instantly fog up, like that's how thick the fog was outside my balcony. Like, I mean, it wasn't right there, but when I stared into it, it felt like my glasses were fogging up, right? So it was such a roller coaster of a morning, you know, but I have to tell you, like, I am happy that it happened because it reiterated the importance of our mindset. And I know I've spoken about this a few episodes back, you know, but 
that is what we truly have control over. And controlling our mindset is like a one-way ticket to mental liberation, right? And I dropped this in here because one of the readings, if you guys listened to my last podcast, I spoke about the fact I went back to school and I have a lot of reading to do for some of my classes. And one of the readings from my first week of class spoke about this mental liberation and the fact that art is the expression of such mental liberation, right? And it's so true, right? We only have control over our minds, how we react to things. And it's so true what my mom, but what, um, sorry, I'm a little stuffy right now. It's so true what Bob Marley sang, free yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds. And I think honestly, based on what happened this morning and that the fact that I experienced this, this has got to be one of the most powerful quotes in the history of quotes. Because I experienced that this morning, right? I was a slave to my mental state of mind at the time. And the only thing that could free me was my own mind in that point in time. And that's exactly what happened. According to Mel, your prefrontal cortex, right? I just had to do a five, four, three, two, one and just shift it. But to be honest with you, I didn't have time to count. But now like, I had no time to count. I just shifted. It just shifted, right? I can tell you though, it's not the easiest thing to do. And, you know, I've been on this journey for about three years now, this mindset reset, self-discovery, self-learning, three years, three or maybe four years, probably four years, right? And based on this morning's depressive episode, you can clearly see that I'm still fighting the battle, right? So my final thoughts that I want to leave with you guys is that if any of you out there who are listening are fighting a similar battle, I just want to encourage you to be patient with yourself, right? You will find the courage to free yourself. You are the only one who can do it and you will find the courage to do it. Just be patient with yourself. Give yourself time. This is another, another important point, but give yourself time, right? And permission to feel the feelings that, you know, that want to flow through you. But also remember that only you can free yourself from mental slavery and you have to fight for that, right? So that's it, everybody. I just want to thank you for listening and I'm sending you guys all some big, big love. Thank you for those who started listening, who are here still listening, not just to this podcast, but to all the others before it. And I love you guys. Thank you for the support and lots of love. Cheers.